Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Cameron James from the movie podcast Total Reboot and the mystery podcast Finding Drago. Welcome to my latest freaking obsession. A couple of months ago, I went to the movies to see Tom Hooper's film Cats, a movie starring Idris Elba, Rebel Wilson, uh, Judy Dench, and Jason Derulo, amongst others, as cats who kind of slink around and sing who they are and then at the end I think one of them dies or gets to go to the heavy side layout. Look, I don't know what you guys are like but I knew nothing about cats before I went into it. So I dragged my friend Ben Elwood along with me and we went on an emotional freaking roller coaster, the likes of which have never been seen by either of us before. We were confused, we were scared we cheered, we cried We clapped, we got told to shut up from laughing so much. At the end of the cinematic experience, we had one question on our minds. Why is Cats? What is Cats? Who is it for? Why does it exist? Why is Cats? I immediately knew I wanted to do a podcast about it, but I knew it was going to take more than one episode to get to the bottom of this. So join me and my good friend Ben Elwood on this ridiculous mini-series journey where we try to get to the heart of what this film is about and who it's for and why it exists. What is Cats and why is Cats? December 28th, 2019. (laughs) Fuck. You know I haven't been able to think about anything but this for the last two weeks. That's what I mean. That's why I mean it's like one of my, it's like top ten of the decade. No other film has like burrowed itself into me like this. (laughs) It's so, I think it's like a shamanic quest. It's unbelievable. All right, let's do it. We've got to get to the bottom of this. Who are you? Uh, I am Cameron James. Yeah. I'm a jellical cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who are you? I'm Ben Jellical Elwood. Um- <laughs> and today we want to get to the bottom of what is cats. Well, you and I uh, were 
blessed, I think. Mm. At first we thought we, we took it as like something of a, a, a trivial joke. Like, oh, <laughs> we're going to go to the premiere of Cats. Yeah. Uh, and we're giggling and like, this is going to be so shit. I think we both went in prime to hate watch. Definitely. Or at least like, you know, kind of a, a room-like experience where we would, you know, just roll our eyes and feel superior over this movie. Well, already, if we want to go back to it, we weren't technically invited to this <laughs> premiere. <laughs> We were, our friend Justin Hamilton was invited yeah. and then he couldn't go, so he gave it to us. So we already felt like, fuck these people, fuck this screening. We came well, I, in I was, snobby. I, I, I'd just been after work, so I was like, you know, covered in fucking flop sweat and like a bit smelly. And all of a sudden we come in and the whole of the cinema had been transformed into like the back alley of the Jellicle world. Yes. With like a crescent moon that people mm-hmm. could sit in to pose for photos. <laughs> and like, like they, they, they'd done the backdrop of the rooftops with all the jellicles standing yes. on it and you could pretend you were part of the rooftop. So I think we came in very, you know, kind of ha ha ha, we're smarter than everyone here. What we didn't expect was to be completely transported and I would say transformed mm. by the following two hours. <laughs> and, um, and I'm still very confused. Uh, and I guess we're going to spend the next however many episodes and yeah. hours trying to unpack this and uh, and actually figure out whether it is a piece of unrecognised genius. Well, let's go. Uh, let's go back to before we even set foot in the cinema. Before we got on that red carpet and got our complimentary champagne. Thank you, Event Cinemas. Um, what did you know about Cats? I knew nothing about Cats other than it was an Andrew Lloyd Webber musical and uh, the song Memories is from it. That's all I knew. And obviously that it's about cats prancing around. And did you know that it was the most successful Broadway show, longest running Broadway show for a number of years? Maybe. I I, I knew it was very successful. I didn't know, you know, granular detail about it. I was always a Phantom of the Opera kid. Right. Uh, right, And so I love, like, I love musicals and the more over the top and the more absurd, the better. Like I was the voice of the plant in Little Shop of Horrors in year nine. Really? Yeah, yeah. Doing like a horrendous, like, impression. Yeah, black black voice. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because that was what I knew from the movie. Feed me. Like just so deeply offensive. But it was 1996, you know. Come on. It was a different world. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Nearly 20 years ago, guys. Come on. And so like I, so Tom Hooper directed Cat. Sure. And uh, I had a similar experience a few years ago with Les Mis. So I went into Les Mis not knowing anything, Mm. thinking, oh, it's just a musical. They'll say some dialogue and then they'll sing a song, having no idea that it's, I am walking to the shelf, getting a book, pull the book off the shelf. Like everything is sung. And so I was like tripping watching this movie, like what the fuck, and became very obsessed and then became obsessed with Cole Wilkinson's, the original Jean Valjean. Uh, So I was like prime meat for this experience of Cats. And I think going, not knowing anything going into it, yeah, um, you you cannot prepare yourself for it. Well, because I think people that were fans of the Broadway show, which yeah. I think has been recorded, you can watch it. Um, people, those people do not like this movie. Why? Because, because it's not accurate. I enough. think because they are familiar with the original text, <laughs> which from what I, I don't, I've never seen it, but I've seen clips of it on YouTube, <laughs> and it's it all seems to be on one set, and it's literally just. Cat comes on, sings who it is, Cat leaves. That's the movie. The movie does that too, but at least the movie takes you on a journey through 
London, Paris. I don't know where it is. Where is this movie? You go into a milk bar. You go into a lady's <laughs> bedroom. There's different sets. So yeah. I, I was also not prepared for. I knew nothing of this movie apart from memories, and I knew that it was very popular. But like you, and I remember I exclaimed maybe a little too loudly to you. I was like, when are they going to talk? I was confused as to why there was no talking in this movie at all. It was just song, 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 song the whole way through. And it to it hit a point where it became almost like a psychedelic experience of, of just feeling like I'm on this trip that will never end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's relentless. <laughs> yeah. Like so relentless. Like the, 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 there were, there were, I'm sure I was making similar noises, but most of the time when you weren't laughing, there was noises like, Ugh. <laughs> or just, oh, uh, yuck. <laughs> just like it was, it, it, and I, I've talked about this with you before. I love the experience of feeling icky and, and, mm uncomfortable when I'm watching stuff like Twin Peaks season three was my favorite thing for the mm-hmm. last few years. And I think that really, you know, brings up that feeling of I am, I'm out of my depth and I'm seeing something I've never seen before. Yeah. It's like watching a nightmare. Yeah. 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 Um, and you know how rare that is in a film to be genuinely in a position where like, I have no idea where we're going to be five minutes from now. It could mm. be fucking anywhere because everything that's preceded the movie opens with this dissonant, <laughs> You just like plunged into it, and then a sack gets thrown to a, a collection of humanoid cats who are tearing at it like they're trying to get proteins oh, out of its sack. That of balls. was the first moment where I became um, incredibly uncomfortable because I didn't realize there were humans in this world. And the movie starts with a human throwing a cat out of a car, out of a car, car. and the and the cat is a human. Like the whole everything immediately started fucking with my head. Yeah, space yeah, yeah. and like dimensions. Yeah, of things. yeah, 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 yeah. There's this great, uh, there's this great film reviewer, Mark Commode, uh, British <laughs> film reviewer, and he talks about how this movie, like everyone's like, oh, this is the uncanny valley. You know, mm. your brain can't handle mm. looking at these humanoid cats. And he's like, no, 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 because the, the the uncanny valley is trying to cr- recreate something that organically already exists. Sure, this is sure. more awkward corner. <laughs> in that it, your brain has no point of reference for this at all because they're cats but they've got human feet with painted toe. Judy oh. Dench has purple toenails with human feet on a cat's body. Like it's, and, and weirdly shaped like sexy thighs. Like it's very fucking weird. All right. Let's, let's, right. let's go back to our, we sit down in the cinema. We don't know what to expect. The movie starts immediately. We start, we start feeling disoriented. We start feeling uncomfortable. The song starts where they, no, I don't think either of us have ever heard the word jellicle before. No. No, and they proceed to just yell it at you for five. Yeah. Jellicle, jellicle, jellicle. That's all you hear. That's all you hear. <laughs> just with this. <laughs> jellicle cats with a jellicle mind and a jellicle girl in a jellicle. Allegorical cats, categorical cats. <laughs> Fanatical cats, rabbinical cats. Rabbinical cats? What? <laughs> I didn't see one Jewish priest cat at all. What does that even mean? So I, I I was so I was so oh god I don't even know where to begin here we go I need you <laughs> to help me understand what this movie is about I think that's my biggest problem is because it starts it never ends it's like the, the Mad Max Fury Road of of uh like feline films and um I can't I think I got to the end of the movie and I still I kind of went what was that about what happened I need you to help me. It, understand what the plot of the movie is first. 
If I understand the plot, I can move on from there. Well, there's a bare bones plot. Okay. So for anyone that hasn't seen Cats, there's a bare bones plot of there is a tribe of cats, sure. the Jellicles. But do, they never explain that. That's just They you, never explain what Jellicle means. They never explain the rules of entering this tribe. They just seem to be any old cat because mm. some of them are quite wealthy mm. and well-fed and others are just these dirty urchin well, cats. Where are you getting this information from? Because it's not even in the fucking movie. Like, <laughs> Like, is this info coming from the internet or? Well, th- like, so. Is it in the Vic- playbill? Is it Victoria? The, the, so you've, you've got your kind of point of view character, Victoria, sure, the Victoria, cat that's in the bag the, at the, the beginning, the and they're thrown into the yeah. alley. Mm. And she's surrounded by these quite sinister, menacing cats who and call themselves the Jellicles. The Jellicles, yes. Right. Then they explain, well, they don't explain anything. They just yell Jellicle for five minutes. <laughs> and then they. And then they <laughs> It sounds like we're trying to decipher, like, a horrendous vision from a bad trip. (laughs) So they yell Jellicle at her for five minutes, and then they say, we're going to introduce you to members of the Jellicles. And the first cat you meet is Jenny Any Dots, played by Rebel Wilson, Wilson, who is a a very – she's a – what do they call A Gumby cat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, that's a a word that – you don't ever get an explanation for what what is what is a gumby cat? I interpreted cat? a gumby cat is like a fat cat who just lies around all day and okay. just, and just eats whatever it wants to eat. But then this you know, is going to come re- up later when we meet another fat cat who eats whatever it wants to eat, <laughs> yeah, but- who doesn't get called a gumby cat. Christopher Jones. Yeah, thank you, thank you very much. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay. So they we get introduced to a series of cats. Yeah. One, one after the other, the relentlessly. Of of that is what? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. And, I don't. and there's this guy who kind of shows her around. Is like, I'm going to show you this next cat. You're not going to believe this yeah, cat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're going to love this next cat. And he like takes her up to the window and goes, these two cats are the baddest cats or whatever, and shows them all the cats. But who's that guy and why is he showing her all the cats? I don't think you ever get that guy's name, but that's the cat that is He's significantly younger than Judy Dench's cat, Old Deuteronomy, mm. and those two make fuck eyes at each other the entire way through the film. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, the grey tabby cat introduces you to all the cat, and then basically, from what I understand is, they're all part of a massive suicide cult, mm-hmm. and once a year they audition for who, whatever, which cat is the Isn't sexiest it, cat. But Old Deuteronomy is the judge of this competition. Yeah, Old Deuteronomy judges this cat contest where they sing and dance for her, mm-hmm. and then whoever sings and dances the best gets the jellical choice yeah. and gets to sent to the heaven side layer. Heavy side layer? Heavy side layer, Which is yeah. basically a metaphor, I, I believe, for being executed so you can be reincarnated in a better life. Which which then falls apart when you consider why would Jenny Any Dots, who lives a life of luxury, yeah, want to join a suicide life. cult and be reincarnated? Yeah, this is what I mean. Like they, they, I've I've started listening to the soundtrack. Lyrics contradict other lyrics. Like none mm. of it makes sense. It is literally as though David Lynch and Francis Bacon made a musical. Like it is <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> well, after after we saw it, I then went down the wormhole of reading about this thing and. And just a wiki wiki read, you know, I knew that it was based on the poems of T.S. Eliot, yeah. but, I mean, it's literally <laughs> word for word the poems from T.S. Eliot. Yeah. From what I read, his estate wouldn't give them the rights to the poems if they <laughs> added anything else. 
So what you're watching <laughs> is just the words that he wrote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A hundred years before. Probably in some kind of opium haze. Yeah. Fucked up. Not explaining the meaning of any of these words that he's invented. Because Jellicle, Jellicle is his word for adorable, I right, believe. Right, right, right. It's right, the word right. that he would call his cat. Like, oh, look at little Jellicle cat. Which is fine. That's cute, yeah, I guess. Yeah, sure, but not on a, such a public stage. Not like, in, a, not in a, uh, a Hollywood movie made for $80 million. That's the thing. The whole... Every word used in this feels like the way people talk to their babies or to their animals in private, and it's embarrassing to watch live. And then, so it's this weird baby talk combined with all this weird psychosexual, oh. bestial kind of like raw animal sexuality. Like it's, it's. Do you like the movie? You know what? Um, I started the movie really. Really hating it. Mm-hmm. The moment that they that she crawls out of that bag, and then we see these humanoid cats that are standing up. The moment they all got down on all fours and started crawling <laughs> around her, I felt like I was going to fucking puke. And I was like, I'm going to fucking hate this next two hours of my life. <laughs> Unbelievable. But then about ten minutes into it, I got swept up by yeah, it man. and I started really, really liking it, yeah. getting excited for every musical number. And then I ended, I think we gave it a standing ovation. Yeah, we gave it a standing ovation at the end. No one else joined in. No. no, no, no. I can't. Because at one point we we promised that we would applaud after every mm, number. Because mm. the movie really should leave applause breaks after each number. <laughs> I really feel like, like, you know what I mean? Some of those yeah. numbers like yeah. are fucking outstanding. Yeah. And you want to clap, but they roll straight into Jellico like <laughs> two seconds later. So you have no time to breathe. It's just relentless. I remember at one point just holding my hands up like, outstretched from my face, like just trying to shield myself from just the <laughs> onslaught. Like it does not stop. Um, but I felt like I felt at one point you and I became psychically enmeshed because mm. I think we went in there, you know, as clever boys. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, we're fucking. We're, we're, we're better than this. <laughs> and then I felt after about five minutes of that, like I'm performing that guy. Like I don't actually yeah. have contempt for this anymore. I'm kind <laughs> of blown away. Cause the other thing is we saw it in the biggest possible cinema. You could see it with the loudest sound. So it was mm. just like relentless. Mm. Uh, and then I felt you and I like lock in about 10 minutes in where it was suddenly like, I have never seen anything comparable to this. I felt like I was 21 again watching Jodorowsky's The Holy Mountain or something oh, yeah. where it's like I yeah. have no point of reference I don't know where we are mm. is this a is this like a fucking Kabbalistic metaphor that is actually genius but it's so brilliant and so kind of masked that no one's getting it and everyone's taking it at face value too much I think what's so great about it is that you as humans, we are primed to try and find storytelling links between things <laughs> at all times. And we're trying to find meaning and we're trying to read into things and go, that cat's the hero, obviously. That one's the bad one. But this movie constantly contradicts itself and there, there is no linking between a lot of this no. stuff because they're poems that were written by T.S. Eliot for his grandkids, not meant to be published at all, I don't think. So... We are try- The reason you and I, I think, locked into it is because we were trying to find out what was happening. And I think that's what is so brilliant about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. It, it's an art film. And it doesn't really mean anything. That's what I think. That and that's and that's what that that's the mistake. Everyone's wrong. The mistake that I think everyone's making and in going into this because this is mm. very. This has not been well received. Mm. Like mm. worst film of the decade. Mm. I felt like I was being held hostage and all these things. I think if you go into that film 
treating it as though it's a normal film, mm. you would feel as though you were being held hostage, like feeling like, oh, I need to sit here and respectfully take this in because this is a serious work of art. No, you're right. I, I've been uh, a little bit dis- disappointed with the critical reception. It's yeah. I knew it was going to get bad reviews. This thing never really stood a chance. People were making fun of the trailer months yeah. ago, you know, but, but I really thought that people would come out at least saying it's fun. And then no one, no one's saying, no one's coming out going like, yeah, it's really fun. It's crazy and weird and you just get sucked along with it. And it's made me think, are we the only two people that actually had fun watching You're this You're the movie? only person I know that had fun. My, my girlfriend had fun watching it, mm. but I kind of feel like I was holding her to, I haven't admitted this to you yet, but I've seen it twice. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Jams and Benny Anidots thought they were all alone. Little did they know, a small community of eyewitnesses was amassing online. And just like your jellical hosts, they were equally shaken and forever changed. Watching Cats was like having a completely safe, reversible mental breakdown and is truly one of the most amazing cinematic experiences I've had in a long time. It's hard to rate because it was at times boring and has fucked up race stuff. I have no fucking clue what this movie was. On its own terms, it is, to be clear, not good. It's like if Robert Zemeckis directed an Aristocats movie in 2004. Cats is a surrealist masterpiece. The proportion of the sizes of random objects were off, so everything just felt... Wrong. And there's an uncomfortable horniness to the entire thing. Utterly mad, anti-audience, visually hideous, nonsensically, musically alienating nightmare. It looks absolutely ghastly. The music is extremely off-putting. The music is pure suffering. Have you ever seen a cast that has too much chemistry? Every moment, I felt like I was at a really seedy strip club for furries. Like an exercise in loopholing the MPAA to rate fetish porn for kids. Literally nightmare fuel. The most terrifying experience of my life. I swear to God, my... St- <laughs> Poor Jennifer Hudson thought she was in Les Mis and really gave Swear it her God, all. My soul escaped. Ian McKellen knew exactly what he was doing. This is the highest budget experimental film ever made. Vomited four times, but ultimately understood the film on a deep level. All right, shut up. It is a steamroller that destroys your ability to think. The effects literally aren't finished and glitch out in a few places. Pure, earnest, uncanny valley, fake London, total hell. I will also never forget the Cronenbergian horror of Idris Elba's McKellen without his coat. I loved it. Absolutely fucking ghastly. Cried both times, planning on going two more times. I had a fucking blast. I loved it. Absolutely sensational. Incredible. It was amazing. Outstanding. Best movie ever. Astonishing. Brilliant. Incredible. Founding. Nauseating. Quite striking. Disconcerting. Miraculous. Mind-blowing. revelation. Earth-shattering. Breathtaking. Breathtaking. I was aroused. Sickening. Beautiful. And I cannot recommend it enough. I was going to hold so off until we back. did this, but I went, went I went back on Boxing Day. Because, uh, <laughs> and it's just as fucked. Because I remember the on the way to our screening of it, you said that you had promised your girlfriend you'd go see it with her. Well, we've been obsessed. So we got together just as the trailer came out. Mm. And for the last six months, she's been waking me up every morning in James <laughs> Corden's voice going, ha-ha, here we go. <laughs> so we've been anticipating. I feel like I've stopped <laughs> 
<laughs> I have no idea. I've studied that trailer frame by frame. Like looking at Idris Elba's fucking fingernails on his hands oh as he's prowling God. along. So I was like really already really into this before the film came out. So, yes, I've seen it twice. Uh, so tell me about the second viewing. So you guys went together. Where'd we, you go? We went to Hoyt's Broadway. Okay, so uh, a smaller screen. Probably. A smaller screen, yep. and uh, it was. <laughs> so she was similarly upset by it. She's upset. Like well, upset the way you're upset when you're watching like Lost Highway or Mulholland Drive. You know when that guy <laughs> comes out from behind the Denny's, like oh. <laughs> but you know you you, you kind of. You, <laughs> But that's, oh, but that's isn't that a valid reaction? Uh, yeah, I mean, you yeah. and I have talked about this in comedy for a long time, where mm. it's like, you know, I think we've always been drawn to those nights where it's like, oh, uh-oh, mm. uh-oh, everything's yep. going off the rails and mm. I'm not sure it's going to get back on and everyone's feeling fucking yuck and mm. what's going to happen next? And I understand that that is not a feeling that most people enjoy. Yeah. But I, I. We've been to some comedy nights <laughs> where audience members have come out thinking that was one of the worst nights of comedy. I feel bad for all those performers. And we've come out of the same night going, that was the best night. It was transcendent. Yeah. There was like yeah. pathos. There was real, raw fucking humanity. <laughs> you know, you saw the person's eyes darting all over the place. They gave away so much of themselves, more than their jokes ever could. Um, yeah. You know, it was a real show. And so, yeah, she. I think I think she loved it, but in that way of like I, I, I think this defies conventional description. You can't say it's good or bad. Mm. It's so idiosyncratic and it's so its own thing that I think it can only be judged on its own merits. And I think that's what people uh, are getting wrong when they're like, "It's the worst movie of the decade." No, it's not. Some shit teen comedy was the worst movie of the decade mm. or some fucking Marvel movie was the worst. Thor 2 is worse than Cats. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Just j- just on just on a, a an objective <laughs> like vision versus vision, you know, uniqueness versus uniqueness level. Yeah. Cats is the superior film. Like more, we all talk about as a culture like, "Oh, I want to see I want to see stuff that isn't just cookie cutter cool, man." Like, don't reject Cats. Let's let's embrace Cats then. This is the most fucking bizarre thing ever made. That's so true. But you know what I mean? Ten years of Marvel movies. Ten years. You've finally fucking shown something that you cannot fucking quantify, and it has to be reckoned with. And makes you feel all kinds of, like, I felt every possible emotion that I could feel watching that. I felt disgust, horror. I was tapping my feet. That McCavity song is a fucking banging number. But then all of a sudden you're in the beat and Idris Elba takes his coat off and he's naked and it's like you want to vomit. And you never thought that seeing Idris Elba naked would make you feel so uncomfortable. But there you go. It's fucking horrifying. And then all of a sudden you feel emotional when Jennifer Hudson's singing Memories and you're about to cry, but it cuts to Judy Dench and you suddenly realise you're watching humanoid cats and you burst out laughing again. You know what I mean? It's just go with it, people. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Oh, my God. But, like, the second time I saw it, a guy stormed out, like, halfway through. He's like, this is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. He was so angry. (laughs) And it's like, you're watching it wrong, brother. Like, you're watching this like it's a conventional movie. I was saying to you earlier, like, any other movie, if you took it back 100 years and showed it to an audience... It would it would fuck like freak them out like Jurassic sure. Park would oh, the, freak them out the way technology has changed they couldn't even comprehend well, it yeah yeah I mean I remember um, I, I me and my grandparents went and saw the original Jurassic Park mm. and 
it was like, I mean, I was fucking 10, so I was still very young, but watching them watch it was more joyful than the actual movie because they were like five years old. They were like, what? How? How is this happening? <laughs> what is that? That's a dinosaur. <laughs> and they're like, how did they do that? And I'm like, oh, a computer. And they're like, but for them, a computer. I'm like, what? So it was just easier for my 80-year-old grandpa to go, oh, they just fucking I got guess a dinosaur. dinosaurs are back, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so and I feel like, you know, if you showed this to like Jurassic Park to someone in fucking 1920, mm. they'd fucking freak out. Yeah, but of they'd, they'd start doing the math in their head and they'd be like, oh, well, I guess- they reinvented dinosaurs they and filmed them. That's incredible. If you took cats back to 1920, people would like have strokes. They wouldn't be able to. <laughs> there is no, not just the visuals. Like, what is happening? Yeah, what's, what's is, what has happened to language? <laughs> what has happened to the way humans look now? Because I tell you what, this is something we didn't we didn't say when we saw it. Um, one of the actors from the Australian stage <laughs> version, uh, I can't remember her name. She, uh, but I believe she played Jenny Anydots. She played Jenny Anydots, the Gumby cat. <laughs> and uh, she talked about how it was such a meaningful experience for her being in that show and how it was. Uh, she felt so honoured to be part of the tradition of cats. So yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. stage actors might have a better read on this than we do. Sure. Because there's they can understand dance in a way that we can't probably. They can probably see the emotional storytelling that's uh – being brought across physically yeah. and uh, and musically. I'd like to speak to some people that can tell me that story that they're seeing. Sure. I'd also like to talk to uh, people that know cats. Yeah. Not the musical, but the animal. The actual like, animal. That actually understand the kind of psychology of, of cats and mm-hmm. maybe they can get to the bottom. Like, is cause cats do have caucuses at night. Like, what? they do all get together and have, like, howling ceremonies <laughs> and shit. <laughs> <laughs> there's this BBC do- there's this BBC documentary called The Secret Life of Cats. Okay. And they GPS all these cats and they all go on these fucking quests at night and shit. So maybe it's like maybe it's more yeah, what, what, what yeah. was it? Rumple Teaser and what was what are the two um, Mungo, cat? Mungo Jerry and Mungo Rumpel Jerry Teaser. and Rumple Teaser yeah. going through the bedroom, clawing up the underpants, stealing yeah. your pearls. Cats yeah. do that. That's true. That's what's true. Fucking um what, what's James Corden's character? Buster for, Buster Jones. for Jones. Yeah. Eating out of trash cans Fucking and stuff. James Corden. Don't, what a let's, coward. let's save for him. Let's save him for, <laughs> for later. There's so much sexuality going on between everyone. It reminds yeah. me of being in year 10 drama class <laughs> when people are starting to get horny and they don't know how to do it. So they're massaging each other and like picking monologues that are sexually charged, like how to hot 10 roof monologues. And you're playing ironic 10. games of spin the bottle. Oh, so gross. <laughs> Saying stuff like, you know, what would be, you know, what would freak everyone out if we just made out right now. Yeah. Like I don't want to, yeah, but-, but it would freak everyone yeah. out. It'd be funny. It'd be funny. Let's do it. Let's see what happens. I think we need to speak to experts in every form of interpreting this film. Every field. Psychology. Yes. Animology. Animals. Acting. Poetry. Special effects. Because there's a lot of, um, oh, yeah. a lot of um, controversy about the digital fur technology. Special effects. Did, did the effects work for you? Like, did the, did the look of the film... You know, it reminded me... The closest, uh, the closest frame of reference I had for it was... Um, Tim and Eric, awesome show, great yes. job. Yes, mm. yes, yes, yes. I was thinking that the other day, but I was thinking this movie makes everything that Tim and Eric did look completely rational. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. That, that, that's why I can't understand why it hasn't found its audience, well, particularly think- with people that like 
Eric Andre and Adult Swim and all mm. that kind of stuff. You would think this movie was made for them, and that's why I feel like if it had been marketed to those people, yeah, but it wouldn't. I mean, it's a hundred million dollar film movie with a crazy cast of like you know a listers. So I think I was coming from loving Adult Swim stuff. I think I was primed for the craziness of it, yeah. but you're still never quite prepared. Especially when we get into, and not in a, I don't want to spoil anything for anyone, but in Jenny Annie Dots's song where she's, Ooh. she does a Can Can Busby Berkeley style yeah. routine with little mice that are also little people. Well, and children, <clears throat> children's children, faces. And then little cockroaches as yep. well that are also little, little, little people. Um, and she's eating them and singing and dancing with them. And it never stops and the camera's whirling around in a frenzy and you really, so that's when it really started swirling around in yep. my head that I was, I could never have prepared myself enough for the psychedelic <laughs> visual experience of this movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like um, Sorcerer's Apprentice or something. It's yeah, just, yeah. It's just everything blends into one and the background looks like the foreground and it's all yeah, just yeah, crazy. Yeah. And, the, and the fact, like, I, you you said it on the, you've said it earlier, but you said it on the night. You leaned over at one point and you're like, this is like fucking Fury Road, man. <laughs> like, when it, like, I just need a breath. Like, mm. I need to breathe because mm. it just, every, and, and it's not just, you know, one song ends and then bang, like straight into the next mm. song. Most songs are structured in a way that it seems like it's petering off. You're like, oh, okay, we're, we're, yeah. we're going to the last notes and then duh, 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 it's mm. like gets back up again. So it's just this like constant assault. I um, think I would love to talk to a um, an animation expert. Mm. I used to, before I got into comedy and podcasting, I was a post-production assistant at this place called Animal Logic. Oh, yeah, They cool. made the Lego movie and a couple of other things. Um, I didn't work on the Lego movie. <laughs> <laughs> I worked on one of the shit ones that no one saw which, <laughs> called uh, Walking with Dinosaurs 3D, oh, really? um, which was a very cool experience. But anyway, so I've worked with a lot of animators who spend a lot of time like on fur and the movement of fake muscles Mm -hmm. and gravity and, you know, the physics of animation. I'd love to speak to someone who can talk us through this because it's getting heavily criticised for the look, but, I mean, it's a choice. This movie isn't an accident. They've chosen to make it look this crazy. And I'd love to see if some animators out there see it as art or if they think it's bad because it might might just be like fucking Salvador Dali. But that's but that's what I think. I, I you know because like I don't like digital effects for in the main. Mm. Like it's it, it's always just got that sheen to it that I find, you know, what that uncanny valley thing. Mm. Just like, uh, but I feel like whether it's by design or not, the kind of eerie quality to the effect adds to the entire mm-hmm. experience of this. It couldn't. It couldn't be any like that's what that's what yeah. is what my girlfriend said at the end because if you if you go and see this, pay careful attention to the cat's feet. Most of the time they're just kind of hovering above the ground. It's like they've run out of money and they haven't rendered the feet properly, and they're all just kind of just floating and and pixelated. Like it's just gross. But again, it adds to that Lynchian. You know, you know, Francis. You know how Francis Bacon just halfway through some of the paintings, like, "I fuck it, I'm done." And it's like, no, it's not done. It's just, it's half done. Yeah. But the fact that it's half done is making me feel. Like, but is gross. art's not finished? It's abandoned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. That quote? But I think the, I think that kind of weird digital sheen and the artificiality of it again, it's that Alice in Wonderland thing of like, I'm so, like everything's topsy turvy, <laughs> nightmare logic. And I don't know if that was by design or not. I if, have to 
I have to think it is. I can't imagine that that much money would get spent on something that's not that deliberate. I feel like if we talk to an animator, they will go, this is Picasso, this is beautiful. Like, this is, it's its own thing. I feel like they will respect it no, no, and they'll no, you're get forget, it. You're forgetting that Tom Hooper re- um, redid special effects the day that it got released and re-released oh, the movie trying to, as though improving the hallucination makes a bad trip less terrifying. It's like the Sonic trailer, but it was the full film. They re-rendered it. Do you reckon in years to come there'll be people crying out for the original cut? Being like, we want to see the original Give Tom the Hooper cut. The Hooper cut, yeah. I, I just, I feel like... You know, like this is this is just a podcast that a few people are going to listen to. Mm. I don't think we're going to change history. No. But my dream is that 10 years from now, Cats supplants the room. I feel like this That's is true. the new room. And I feel like you could do you could do like a combo room interactive experience and a Rocky Horror experience with live actors oh, in fucking leotards yeah, doing it up yes. the front of the cinema. I think there's so much scope it's here. Perfect for a midnight movie. It breaks my heart that the studio instead of like it's almost like they need like a millennial, a cynical millennial in their <laughs> marketing team going, nah, 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 this is fine. We can make our money back. We've just got to market it differently. Or we maybe got- they will eventually, you know? <sighs> like uh, remember when Geely got released on home video? It was being marketed as the worst movie ever made. And Gotti, <laughs> when Gotti came out, yeah, people yeah. were like, uh, yeah, the critics hated it, but you'll love it. There's so much, I think there's so much enjoyment and and like genuine kind of like emotional like journeying to go through with this one yeah that it would it, it it like it's just a movie who cares but I I don't feel like this is so bad that it should be relegated to the dustbin it's no fucking Suicide Squad no way you know what I mean yeah. Suicide Squad is actively a it's trying to be something and it fails spectacularly mm. Cats is succeeding spectacularly at what it's trying to at do. At being what it is. It, it is what it is. I think you're right. You're you're right. We're not gonna we're not gonna change the course of history with this little <laughs> podcast, but hopefully our mission should be, first of all, to understand the film. Secondly, to get this film the reappraisal it deserves. <laughs> because it's such an emotionally raw film, full with Every actor gives it everything they've got. I mean, it deserves oh. more than what it's getting. Oh, man. When was the last time you walked out of a film with this many questions and this much ambiguity? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like the 2001 Space Odyssey of 2019. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 20 years from now, people are going to be like, what, a, what did it mean at the end when Jennifer Hudson's balloon went into the stratosphere <laughs> and they all sat on the lines of Trafalgar Square talking directly down the barrel of the camera? <laughs> Talking about sources of milk and tuna. <laughs> Look, I don't know how many episodes we're going to do, but we need to speak to experts and we need to get we need to get expert opinions on this movie. And if you know what it's about, fucking tell us, yeah, please. please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, here we are. We're about 3 months from that conversation. Yeah. Uh no longer giddy, no longer confused. No, uh, we're a little older, a little wiser. Uh, you've seen the movie. How many times have you seen the movie? Now? <laughs> um, I've, I've seen the movie six times. Six yeah. times. And listened to the soundtrack ad nauseum. Oh, dude, my Spotify um, algorithm is fucked up. <laughs> it's forever. fucked up forever. I've listened to it so many times. 
<laughs> That's all that comes up now is just other musicals that I don't give a shit about. Or just cat-related music. <laughs> <laughs> We've read every article you could read about this, every review. Yeah. The last three months has just been uh, Cats Obsessed, and uh, I think we've fully committed to this quest. Yeah, we've gone on a fair deep dive, and it's only going to get deeper. Yep. We've got some pretty insane guests lined up over the next few episodes. Yeah. We have theatre experts. We've mm-hmm. got an interview with Eddie Perfect lined up. Yep. We've got funny people like Tom Ballard and Mark Bonanno from Auntie Donna. Greta Lee Jackson from Skitbox. We've got actors who have been in the show. We've got academics in uh, English and poetry. <laughs> Some insane shit coming up. Uh, We're going to get right to the bottom of why cats exist and what it is. But before we do that, we've got to go right back to the source. That's right. That's right. Because neither of us had seen the West End musical before we saw the movie. Exactly. So it is time to check out that musical. Mm -hmm. And next week we will be doing it with Total Reboot and Finding Drago's Alexi Toliopoulos. And I can't wait to hear what he thinks about it. Mm. Because he's either going to love it or hate it. What do you reckon? Um, I'm veering towards love okay. because I think he's, I don't know, I just know he has insane taste. Great. Yeah. Can't so I wait. think he might really like it. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so no doubt the vast majority of people listening to this didn't actually even get a chance to see Cats in the cinema because it was oh. only showing for like, what, yeah. four and a half minutes? We know they didn't get to see it. It's actually quite interesting that a film that so few people have seen has become such a meme in oh, the wider yeah. culture, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it, please stream <laughs> it and join us on this jellical journey. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.